1: Commercialappeal.com, featuring the Tiger Basketball Podcast, the Grizzlies Podcast, Chris Harrington's Pick and Popcast, the Tiger Football Podcast, plus interviews with newsmakers, exclusively at CommercialAppeal.com. The following is a CA original. Can we get home court? How connected can we be? It's 24 games. The level of urgency that it's going to take to get home court. They understand that. you got a veteran group. 24 games is something you can really wrap your mind around. And I just told them one at a time, let's always give ourselves a chance to win the game. It matters to them. Our whole philosophy of it's bigger than me really is a a part of our fabric because selfishly it's easy to just go to All-Star and not do nothing because I just did it. Thank God I don't have to be in shape. They didn't do that. No matter what was happening outside, whether the sun was shining or there was a beach or whatever, they made sure that they did what they were supposed to do. This is the Grizzlies podcast with the only beat writer the Memphis Grizzlies have ever known, Ron Tillery, with columnist Jeff Conkins and pick and pop columnist Chris Harrington. This is right.
0: It's easy to go away at all-star break and not do nothing, (laughs) especially not watch that damn all-star game. Oh, I can't. Can I say that? Oh, I don't my, think it's my, my it, it, I don't think it was required that you uh watch that show.
1: I, I I watched a total of five minutes of All Star Weekend yeah. myself. Yeah. So uh
0: no so we reconvened. The Grizzlies did yesterday at practice Wednesday, and now we're all back together, the, the the trio. Uh what what would Fizdale call us? The he had the nasty nine. What would we be? The tremendous trio. There you go. Mm. I I'll roll with that. Jeff? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. You turn phrases. Yeah, no. I'll go with Tremendous Trio, so it's (laughs) fine. All right. Well, we're we're talking, actually, on the eve of the NBA trade deadline, which this will have uh, been recorded before that happens. Why don't we just look at the roster as constructed through the first 58 games? And I think that's an interesting take from you guys because Fisdale has been very clear that he he does not expect any deals He likes the fact that they got Tony Douglas back. He likes the fact that Brandon Wright is healthy. And then anything that Chandler Parson does going forward
1: will be a bonus. So, for all intents and purposes, this looks like the Grizzlies. I I, I can't say I'm quite as optimistic as David Fisdo is about this roster. To me, Chandler, Chandler Parsons has to be more than a bonus. Yeah. If he's going to be what we've seen so far rest of the season going into the playoffs, I'm really worried about the perimeter on this team, other than Mike Conley. I'm not worried about Mike Conley. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be great. right? But the rest of it, I really worry that if Chandler Parsons doesn't come around, and if Tony – I think Tony Allen, you know, he's had this all-star break, maybe he'll come out with like that rocket fuel like he does sometimes when he's had time off. But if Tony Allen doesn't get into a classic Tony Allen groove – and Chandler Parsons doesn't come around. I don't know how good the perimeter cast on this team is. I think I told you before we started recording that there, I would be worried that you look up and four of your five best players play power forward and center. And that, that doesn't really work in the NBA right
0: now. Yeah. And Jeff, you know, that's been my take on the trade deadline leading up to it. Like I don't, I don't see a deal out there with four superstar, right? Short of a superstar that's going to move yes. the needle. And so what Chris is saying is, is so true. I mean, it's like, well, it's what's It's, like, like, it's got to be Chandler Parsons being right. Uh, to me, the question is: Is what's the goal? It, 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 the roster
2: sufficient to do what? I think what you hope for this team is that they went around to the playoffs, right? That's that's that's.
1: The goal for this team is to can see get it to a competitive com- second round series. Right. That's, that, a that, that's That's
2: about what you're aiming for. And so the question is is there anything you can do to make th- that more possible? You're not talking about getting Paul George. You're talking about doing something to, to, to increase your likelihood of winning a first round series and having a compelling second round series. And they obviously like the roster. Um, and I understand that. To me, the question would be whether. The other thing is that people have said to me they don't have chips. Well, they have chips if they wanted to move them, but they don't want to move Zach Randolph, and they don't want to move Tony Allen, and they don't want to move Jermichael Green, and they don't like the chips that they have, they like. Yeah. To me, the only question would be Brandon Wright, honestly, is that is, is they think he's a new toy and whatever else. If you could have flipped him into something useful at – something better than Tony Douglas at point guard or something better than James, An- whatever name, name your wing player. Would that have been a useful exercise? They clearly are enamored with their new toy and Brandon, Wright.
0: Well, I, I wish they were enamored with their new maximum toy, Tesla Chandler Parsons, because right. the, the reality is they've been chasing that position ever since they traded Rudy Gay. I mean, they don't have right. a dynamic wing player, uh, with the offensive skill set that Chandler Parsons is in theory supposed to give you, and so that's why I agree with you, Chris, a lot in, in that you know Brandon Wright's a nice piece. It gives you a third wing. I mean, I mean a third big because you know it's, it's clearly not Deontay Davis yet. And, fourth big, and it won't. Yeah, and it yeah, fourth. Pick. Fourth big. I'm sorry. Yes, and, and it won't be Jerrell Martin. So now, now you can you know spread the minutes out like like a coach would want to. But if Chandler Parsons doesn't step up and and give you more, then
1: then this team has a real ceiling. Well, you get into a playoff series. I mean, I I think over the course of these next twenty four games, you know, you have these four bigs, you use them all, and Mm -hmm. you've got to keep minutes down. If you get to a playoff series, are you still going to play four bigs? You may want to tighten to three, and other teams may match up in a way that you want to play small. Yeah. And that's going away from where your talent is. Right. And so, you know, I I think I agree with you, Jeff, in terms of like, you know, if you could deal Brandon Wright for something that helps you more now, I I think the question would be, and I don't know what the answer is, what do they think they're doing this summer? Because if they don't think they can bring back Zach Randolph and Jermichael Green, then then you you got Brandon Wright moving up into the rotation.
0: And he's got a team-friendly contract. Right. that deal he signed blew me away. I mean, he signed early and he signed cheap. Right. Yep. You
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> so. I uh, I'm interested, Ron. When you said anything that they get from Chandler Parsons is a bonus, mm-hmm. is that your view of their view? Like you don't think they are expecting, or they're just saying? Do you think they've reached to the point where they are conceding that it would just be gravy, but not necessarily
0: likely? I, I, that's what I hear when, when I see Chandler Parsons on Twitter saying, you know, menace restrictions. You know, that's not me. That that's not up to me just uh the first day back from All-Star break David Fizdale says baby steps like right. we're, we're, we we're we're baby steps we're baby steps we, we baby we're steps 58 October. games in into a max deal and we're still talking baby here's steps here's the problem
1: with the whole minutes restriction thing with Chandler Parsons it's a different conversation than early in the season when we were talking about minutes restriction with Marcus All because that was a sacrifice of the team because you wanted to play Marcus All more if they remove minutes restrictions on Chandler Parsons right now would he would you want to play him more than 20 minutes that's and a that's a good no question. it's a blessing right <laughs> right and, and, and honestly one they, of the and one of the things to watch I'll be
2: interested to see how he comes back he obviously says he's fresh and whatever else right will be at some point during these next twenty four games as they are jockeying for real position right. Will they start giving him automatically? Right now, it's not, they has, ra- he doesn't help. So will they ratchet back and say, we can't, clearly in the playoffs, they, they won't do it. If he's not playing well, right, they won't just run him out there to, to try to get him going. And so at what point do they start
1: calculating? Well, do we still play him? Like, cause the, at the present yeah, moment, it's not honestly, let's be honest. It hasn't been a minute's restriction. It's been a minute's mandate, right? <laughs> it's been, you right. played him <laughs> right. more than you would given his performance. That's true. I mean, and, and, before
0: I totally agree with you guys about Chandler Parsons, cause it seems like piling on. I do want to say like the, the guy is incredible. He puts himself out there. Um, he's a stand up dude. He answers every quick, like yes, we at practice. The first practice after all star break, he, he does this 30 right. minute routine after practice and he could have just gone into the training room, or, right. or hit the elevator, but he answers every question. It reminds me a lot of OJ Mayo, uh, so I'll give him that. And he's that. been there
2: for like for the for the first day, and then after the first game, when he stunk, he was like, I, yeah. "I, I mean, and you and I disagreed with this, but but my only criticism was literally one tweet I just thought was a little tone deaf, but that was it. I don't criticize." Yeah. If, if you want to criticize management for signing him, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the social media stuff, is it's, it's a tempest in a teapot. That's like yeah. whatever. Like it's The right. question is, is he going to get healthy and is he going to play? And I him. don't fault him for his role in any of that at he, all. He didn't injure
0: himself. He, he didn't, didn't injure offer himself a contract. Yeah. Right. There's nothing to do and, with and, nothing. And, and the reality yeah. is we always want guys to be available and we want them to be out there. And so we can't have it both ways. We can't say, well, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you know, it's like, but having said all that, I mean, he's lucky that, you know, another team hasn't – they tweeted about the uh, the basket being right. far away. The, the air ball. Yeah. Right. He's lucky that somebody doesn't tweet about the basket being a little high because right, right. a lot of those layups are hitting the bottom of the rim or either going over the backboard. He just doesn't the move. Backboard. Like. He, he doesn't move. I talked to – on that six-game road trip, I talked to a prominent NBA player who was just astounded. You know, right. he's like, the guy can't move. Right, right. You know, that's why he's and, always
2: looking to deal the ball he's got right. seven assists that one night right. and everyone says oh Chandler's
1: back, no he, it's because
0: he can't
2: move
1: he's, so right. he's, he's the most to, elaborate pump faker we've had in Memphis since, since Sam Young I love that, right. Uh, right. I think you <laughs>
0: tweeted it or you wrote it I, you're right, that, that was a very good observation <laughs> it,
1: it's, it's, it takes
0: it's, a lot of work to trump Sam, uh, Sam Young and, oh and Shane God. Battier it's
1: Shane extreme, Battier
0: was good for that too it's
1: extremely disappointing for the Grizzlies right now because Mike, Con, Mike Conley and Marcus All are both are both individually arguably having their best seasons. They've been great. Zach Randolph has been not as good as ever, not all NBA Zach, but as good as he's been the last few years. Mm-hmm. And they've done some good things around the edges, and they got a good coach, and like the pieces are all there for them to be as good as they've ever been. And that's that's the big piece that's not there, and it's right. it's it feels like a missed opportunity. And I think that's bad this season. But my big concern would be going forward. Yeah. Because yeah. they've got, they're going to be paying this guy 24 to $26 million for the next three seasons, the last tail end of Marcus Allen and Mike Connolly's prime. And that looms as yeah. a really, really big deal. And so, as Jeff says, I
0: mean, like everybody who is responsible for the Grizzlies, in my view, overachieving this year, <laughs> you can't afford to move. And then you have like, like Flavor Flav, you got this big clock hanging around you who's Chandler Parsons. Right. And, so like, you know, what do you do? Like, I mean, like you just gotta wait it out, I guess. Do you? You just hope. I mean, I don't know if there's anything to do other than than hope that by think, next
2: year
1: he's healthy. I don't think there's anything significant to do. But, but 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 going back into sort of just the rest of the season and then today, today's trade deadline day, we don't. None of us expect anything to happen. I, a lot of people who are closer to the team than I am, both people work for the team and the media. Maybe you're in this camp too, Ron. Are really high on Tony Douglas. And I worry they've just settled on him too soon. I don't know if he's, if he, if I'm not, I'm not convinced they can't do better. Well, I have two thoughts
0: about that. Um, one, Fisdale is in a long line of Grizzly coaches who want a veteran backup point guard. Yeager was just the guy who got the best of the bunch in and Bano and Mario Chalmers. Right. <laughs> but so, I mean, that's hardly an original thought from a grizzly head coach or nba nba coaches for that matter uh two I, I mean unless you want to move on to a younger guy like i've had conversations with the numbers game guy for us peter edmonston who, who who you know comes up with all these trade scenarios and and young guys i mean i, I don't see the point because because what, what we talked about to start this podcast we're, they're in the win now mode why and, and and then the the third component of that is Wade Baldwin. Right. Like, we talk a, a lot about Chandler Parsons, but they've got to get something out of this kid. This kid has got to play eventually. Where do you <laughs> think they are now
2: on Wade Baldwin slash Andrew Harrison going forward? Like, do, has their belief in either waned um, or been eliminated?
0: I think it's waned, but, but I don't think you eliminate the belief in Wade because, you know, he he, uh, you know he's working, uh, he, he. Typically, he, 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 yeah, yeah.
1: But, but at some point,
0: I the think theory, don't you, plug on that
1: too early. Because Dave Fisdell said in the preseason, like we're throwing this guy in, we're fast in. track, and that didn't that didn't last long. Oh, wait, and he was really West bad, Brooke. admittedly, but it didn't last long.
0: <laughs> Fiz is good for those uh, uh,
1: comparisons. Gonna use Parsons like uh, LeBron James, but just short term. <laughs> why? Why haven't they worked out Mario Chalmers? He's been working out for teams. Why haven't they brought him in to take a look at him?
0: Well, I I, my, I haven't talked to anybody about that specifically, but my my sense of that is is like a guy like Tony Douglas who went through a training camp who right. you know actually could have made Cleveland if the roster situation was different uh, was immediate help right like I, I think you know you are going to be you already waiting on Chandler. i mean i think you're going to be waiting on well, Chalmers Chalmers may not be ready to play i, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, have no idea gonna, yeah. but but
1: there are teams who are bringing him in for workouts and given the grizzly situation it seems odd to me they wouldn't at least take a look it was stunning though that when Chalmers went to
0: cleveland and Le, in the in the wake of lebron james complaining about needing more playmaking and all and helping and all this they didn't and have him. a history with him yeah they didn't right. sign him he may not be ready he, yeah
2: i i think he may not be i, I also think Fisdale really likes tony douglas and yeah. i mean to me he's not he's sort of his ryan Hollins in a little bit like he really likes him always wanted him wanted him back after he was let go had a right. stomach ache when he was let go wanted him back he just really believes in him and right. you know we've is that misplaced or not we've seen coaches who have misplaced faith in players before and was this is this a blind spot or is it a uh or does he just or will he come through
0: that'll be interesting to watch well i mean i i, I think he certainly helped him i mean i don't disagree with you chris in terms of you know like I mean, clearly he was not on an NBA roster, right, right.
1: and nobody picked him up after he did very well for the Grizzlies. He He's had his moments, and, and maybe I'm sure he will again, I guess, if they, if they bring him back. I feel like when we look back in the annals of the in-season Grizzlies point guard acquisitions, he's a lot closer to the Keon Doolings of the world than the Mario Chalmers, Ben Odrys of the world. Wow, that's kind of strong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Keon I mean, Dooling. Well, Dooling was an, another journeyman, late late career journeyman. I mean, yeah. again, Douglas is like an eight, nine, ten year vet who's played for like a different team yeah. every season and yeah. was out of the league. Like you know, it's not. Yeah. I you know,
0: I I I just think he fits, and I think that's what it's about more than anything. I mean, he he's a you know to to go all grizzly grit and grind cliche. He's a gritty, right <laughs> grinding uh, gamer. You know who who does you know come up big for you in in close games. And he just fits the personality of the team. You know, and I hate to keep invoking Chandler Parsons, who I just don't feel like does. Right. You know, like, so when when you talk about Keon Dooling and other point guards, you know, I'm thinking, like, personality of the player, not just off the court but on the court.
1: How do you think the rotate? Do you think the rotation settles into something here in the second half? In terms of I mean you have the question about working Brandon right in with the four bigs right. and you know Troy Daniels is in and out and and Chandler Park. I mean what what's your sense of how it sort of comes together? I think it
0: tightens. I think you're right. I I think I think um Brandon's been around enough now where you know how to use him. Um you know, obviously Harrison's out and Douglas is in. Uh, barring some late development. Um, and, and with these games being so important, I mean, they're two back from the fourth spot in home court advantage. Right. So so these 24 games are going to play out like a playoff game. Heck, Fisdale used a game at Brooklyn as a game six and a game at home the uh, the next night or two nights later as a game seven. So he's already getting them into playoff mode. So you can't dilly dally with the rotation. I I think it tightens.
2: You, uh, Chris, you did some thoughts looking at the schedules. Where do you?
1: How does it? How does it break down for Memphis as they uh, try to get that fourth spot? Yeah, I was just trying to look bring something up on that, and my computer wasn't working. But um, you know, we we I think everyone's focused on, on looking ahead. You know, ahead to the Clippers, ahead to the Jazz, get the four. They're not that far ahead of the Thunder. Who are in seven right now? Right, and when I looked at the schedules for those four teams—the Clippers, Jazz, Grizzlies, Thunder—I think the Jazz actually have the hardest schedule the rest of the way. Um, but the Thunder have the easiest, and the Grizzlies and Clippers sort of in the middle. But the Thunder play a very heavy; their their schedule is heavy with mediocre to bad teams. Seven teams – I divided the whole league up into four categories: elite teams, solid playoff teams, sort of middle of the pack, fighting for the eight, eight seed kind of teams, and teams that are that are heading to the lottery. In 17 of their 25 games, are against teams either around the eight seed or lottery. They have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. I don't like that team roster wise as much as I like the Grizzlies, Jazz, or Clippers, but they're not that far behind. They have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. If they make a move today to make themselves better, you, I mean, you, I think you may need to worry about getting caught by Oklahoma City as much as trying to catch trying up to with the Clippers up, and Jazz. And I think that's one of the reasons why on the white erase board at
0: practice, the first practice after All Star break. It was clearly broken down to your point um, they played 13 the Grizzlies 13 games against teams with a record of uh, below 500 but identified on that board were the six elite teams that they play right and so 12 away, 12 home, four back to backs. but the reality is you can't sleep on any of these games and I think, I think they that have, was the messy of
1: three three games left against the Spurs, right? I think that's right. Think and then they played right. the, the yeah, Warriors. have only played them once. They played yeah. the Warriors once and the Rockets once. So they have Golden State.
0: Let's, if we talk elite, Golden State, San Antonio, Houston, Clippers, Cleveland, Boston, Toronto, Washington. And if anybody thinks that Indiana Friday and Denver Sunday is going to be an easy out, no not they're, at all they're kidding themselves right so i think that was the message coming back like don't screw up the
2: early the, these because we're gonna have some <laughs> right
1: tough, tough going coming up well they right. lost it home to the pelicans headed into the break i mean that that's a that's a, that that's a rough loss and people underestimated that they got healthier
0: the pelicans this is pre-demarcus cousins and uh and they were kind of on a
1: roll you know and so that was not an easy out you just can't look at records yeah. Um, th- this may have happened by the time people listen to this, but the report on my Twitter feed says people are expecting Paul George to get traded, so he may not be there. There's that a chance help. he's not there tomorrow, <laughs> that tomorrow night help. in, that in Indiana. That would help. That would
0: help. indeed.
2: <laughs> <would help>. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's the uh, t- to wrap? I don't know what we're wrapping this up. What's yep. the what? What's the ce- what, What's the scenario? Ideal scenario. I- obviously, ideal scenario is to be the four seed and to be playing Utah, right? I mean, that's the ideal scenario at this point. Sure. It seems un. I wouldn't bet on that. Well, Chris Paul that. is coming back. The, Clip, the Clippers yeah. have
1: held their ground pretty well, right. and now yeah. they're yeah. going to Chris Paul back. back. So I'm know.
2: not betting on that. You just want to not be seventh in the end, right? Houston obviously just got better. Um, I don't know how much better, but Houston obviously just got better. Would you take that at this point? If you could say, listen, I'm going to guarantee you sixth, and, but you you won't have to get San Antonio, would you take that? Sixth and you get Houston. It's, it's,
1: it's weird because I, I like the Houston matchup not from a – Grizzlies projection, where the Grizzlies win perspective. I like it from a basketball fan. It'd be a fun series to watch perspective and something new to see. I am not totally sold that the Spurs are a better playoff team than than the than the Rockets. I'm a little. I'm not. We don't know. I, I think the Spurs team could be like that Spurs team the Grizzlies knocked off at the start of the playoff run, where they're not as good in the playoffs as they are in the regular season. Mm. So I don't. I don't see a big gap from a winning standpoint between a six and a seven. I see a big gap from a "well, I enjoy watching" us standpoint.
0: Well, uh, a Houston series would definitely be entertaining because I think that series has Tony a Allen po- and
1: James Harden in a playoff series. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I,
0: I, I think that has a potential of both teams like imposing their will from game to game. Yeah, like you could see the contrast. You could see the Grizzlies give up one forty, but you could also see them, you know, uh, locking down Houston into the eighties. You know, uh, yeah, and and so that that I think you're right. I think that 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 series has a potential to swing. I don't know if I agree about the whole Spurs thing because, you know, even though they don't have a healthy Paul Gasol, I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is in his prime. Um, Kawhi Leonard, the Grizzlies have nobody for. Yes. I mean, like, and, and then you're talking about a Grizzlies team that has, you know, 35 year old Tony, 35 year old Zach. I mean. This, this, this ain't your,
1: uh, my, my, your 10 years old Grizzlies. My you know? greatest fear <laughs> against the Spurs, and it goes back to that last series they mm-hmm. played, my greatest fe- fear against the Spurs always in a series would be if it gets competitive, they put Kawhi Leonard or, Ma- or Mike Conley, and it's over. Mm-hmm. It's hit, cut the head <laughs> off the snake. You're done. <laughs> let's go home. And, and then that's my he, and then, and then he the does Spurs. whatever he wants on the offensive end. Right? Like, they have literally nobody that can deal with that kid because don't Grizzlies right now, unless Chandler Parsons comes around, they don't have wings that you care about that you're worried about offensively. <laughs> right. So you you can go put the best defender in the world on Mike Conley, and then that screws up everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, so so I do. Uh, to your point, Jeff, I, I think that they got to get out of seven. They can't be seven. So anywhere between four and six would be good for the Grizzlies. And then like everybody talks about the second round and who you would face well you'd be happy to be there yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's try to get out the first round
1: <laughs> so
0: i guess that's a wrap unless you guys have a, a final thought
1: uh no i think i think we covered the bases <laughs> all right
0: thanks for listening uh we'll be back at you with another grizzly podcast very soon
1: For the latest news and analysis, follow The Commercial Appeal on Twitter at Memphis News. This is The Commercial Appeal.